It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amen. That's what they say, Jeff. When you join the What's CLNS up, network, you get a gritty entrance. Bring him in. So <laughs> happy to have you on the show. Even happier to have you on the network. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And uh good way to start out. I mean, certainly a, a 27 pick that uh, nobody would have expected going into tonight. I think most people felt like Robert Williams would go somewhere in the, you know, probably 15 to 20 range at the end of the day. And, um, listen, he's a guy that I remember a year ago, uh, I was, I was covering a tournament in Anaheim and nobody knew who he was. And that's when he burst in the scene and, and NBA guys were talking about him. And I was talking about him as a lottery pick, um, came back to school which was really surprising because it comes from a small town in Louisiana called Oil City and uh, and came back, even though he was going to be probably picked in that 15 range last year, could have made a good amount of money and, and had a tough year on and off the court, especially off the court, uh, was suspended, uh, had some issues off the court, and I think that certainly factored into him falling. We heard some murmurs that there might have been medical concerns, too. Have you heard anything about that? I, I did not. I did not hear anything uh, of that sort. But, right. um, you know, I had heard the, the red flags were Michael Porter and Lonnie Walker. Those were the two guys that I had heard going into the draft um, that, that were the red flags. Jeff, what, it, what does Robert Williams do? I mean, he's a different type of big than probably anybody else on the Celtics roster. And we, we were talking about some of your tweets that you were sending out. What is, how does he fit into this team? What does he do different than, than the guys they currently have on the roster? And how do you think Brad will use him? Uh, he's a freak athlete. He's got an NBA body already. Um, when he plays hard and when he's active, he's really good. He's not a super skilled guy at all. You know, can shoot mid range. Um, yeah, he was at a camp I was at last summer, an Under Armour camp, and all the college counselors were there, and he kind of bailed out after the first day, which was a red flag to a lot of people. You know, if you want to play, um, usually you fight through injuries, and he kind of shut it down early with all the NBA guys in attendance. Um, so I, I think, you know, he's a guy that's going to give him, hopefully will give him energy, hopefully will give him a rim runner, uh, who you can play pick and roll with, he can dive to the basket and finish. He can. He's just got to be locked in. And as I tweeted, the best thing for, for Robert Williams is going to be Al Horford. That's going to be the best thing for him. Honestly, if Al Horford takes him under his wing and they put that locker right next to Al Horford, which is the first thing they should do in the, in the practice facility and, and at the garden, 
this kid is not going to fail. He's a good kid. He's engaging. You're going to love him in terms of his personality. Uh, again, he's just got to mature. He's a small-town kid who never really wanted to leave Oil City. Even for AAU, he didn't want to play. And I'm going to tweet out my story that I wrote on him um, prior to the season. He didn't want to leave. Didn't want to play for the Houston Hoops for the big AAU group because he he, he was comfortable. It was a one-stoplight town, and, and and that's what he is. He's a small-town kid. Is one of the comparisons we we heard was Clint Capella. Do you think he's got that type of potential? I mean, he's not quite as big as, as Capella, not quite as thick, but he's thick. I mean, again, he's got that body. Um, nobody saw this coming out of Capella. So, I, I, again, I, I think he can be a starter in the league in time, but there's a reason why he fell to 27, guys. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a reason. You know, so you- and, and, again, a lot of it is probably the character concerns, the questions. But, but like I said to somebody today, um, before, you know, I, I was talking to somebody on a podcast earlier, and I said, the Celtics and Danny Ainge can afford to take a risk. They can afford to do it. They don't need anybody at 27 if it doesn't work out. First of all, Danny doesn't care what people think, number one. And number two, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, it's not like anybody's going to criticize Danny Ainge right now. How do you figure they start to integrate him, Jeff? Do you imagine they'll use him much on the court next season in particular with some of the other bigs they have in the fold there, considering Aaron Baines might return? Or do you think this is going to be like a longer-term development type thing? I think it'll be a longer-term development thing. I I think he's got to mature, and I think it's going to take some time, and I think Brad will make sure he earns it. And the great thing is you don't need him. You got Tice, you you bring Baines back. You don't necessarily need them, but but we know how injuries occur. Hey, fellas, Jimmy T here from the Garden Report, and uh, I think we got to talk about something that might be kind of um, hard to admit. Uh, sexual performance issues are way more common than you think. Don't be embarrassed. I'm talking to you, guy under 40 years old. Over 25% of guys under 40 years old have trouble when it really matters, if you know what I mean. And that number jumps to 40% by age 40. So stop apologizing and start turning to medicine and science. And that's where 4 comes in. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat erectile dysfunction. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, no lines. Just save hours by going to 4 Answer a few questions, chat with a doctor, and boom, the product gets shipped to your door. Folks, this is hard made easy. Try Hims for a month today for just 5 bucks. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash garden. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash garden. Forhims.com slash garden. You know, Tice goes down this past year. It would have been great to have a guy like Robert Williams to come in for energy. And again, if he plays with energy, he can be a beast but he's got to play all the time. And I talked to one Texas A&M player about him extensively, and, and that's, what, that's what they told me. They said, listen, if this kid, he's got all the natural ability in the world, but if he gets it and how to work and how to stay locked in both on and off the court, that's going to be the key. Who comes with him here to Boston? Who's around? Again, if it's Al Horford, they're in good shape. How does this compare to – 
like a pick of a Kendrick Perkins. I mean, I realize Kendrick came out of high school and, and whatnot, but we kind of talked about it earlier uh, just as far as what's the upside for the 27th pick, right? And obviously Perk wound up playing as a starting center and really the fifth most talented player in that starting lineup. But for a championship caliber club, and you just talked about Al Horford being uh, Robert Williams' mentor, probably similar in some ways to what Kevin Garnett did for Perk. Um, I know he loved playing alongside Al Jefferson initially, and they were real buddies, but I think KG obviously helped Perk raise his game to another level and obviously the whole intensity thing. But does this have a similar flavor of upside, or is there more upside with Robert Williams? I mean, yeah. Way more. Way That's what more I thought. Kendrick, Kendrick couldn't catch the ball. Perfect. I mean, let's face it. Like Kendrick was playing with the right guys. Couldn't catch the basketball. Like this kid, this kid is way more talented than Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins was just big and strong and tough. This kid is big, strong, tough, athletic. Again, not skilled, but Kendrick wasn't skilled. This kid's more skilled than Kendrick. But I think I think we're all I think we're all more skilled than Kendrick. <laughs> oh I mean, man! You, catch the ball you, you don't like anybody outside of Rondo, Ray, and KG. <laughs> I, I, listen, we know I like Tatum, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, I did not like Rondo. I did not, and, and he and Kendrick were boys, and kind of understand why to some extent. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> the, the, bottom, the bottom line is Robert Williams has way more upside than Kendrick Perkins. It, it ain't even close. So what do you ultimately imagine the finished product Robert Williams is going to look like when the time finally comes, if he's able to put it all together? I mean, I, I'd love to see him be like a, a just a, a, a killer foreman who just goes after every rebound and finishes and doesn't – you don't run any plays for him necessarily. He can make mid-range shots from 15 feet and be okay with that and, and buy into his role. Like, he's not going to be Al Horford, guys. Like, that's not mm-hmm. It's not going to be that. He's not cerebral like that. He's not going to be a great. But he can block shots. He can make up ground defensively. He can run the court and go. I mean, he can really go. So, you know, you put him with Rozier. You put him with Marcus Smart. Now, again, is there enough offense in that second unit? You got to put. You, you got to have like a Tatum or a Kyrie or a Hayward probably with that unit uh, for part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You can't. You probably can't put out. You know, Rozier, Smart, Tice, Robert Williams, and Aaron Baines or something like that. I mean, those, you can't put those three together anyway. You got to have a. Uh, you'd have Morris out there, obviously, with them. But I, I think ultimately, again, if he buys into it, his role. Um, he can be a really good player. Is he going to be a superstar? No, but the Celtics don't need that. They don't need that. They just they they. If he could be a starter for them down the road, that would be a huge. I mean, out of the twenty seventh pick, if you get a starter, you're doing great. Really, out of a twenty seventh pick, if you're getting a rotation guy, you're doing really really well. And I think they've they've got themselves a rotation guy as long as his head's on straight. What do we, I mean, of course, everyone like will go back now and they're going to watch film and, you know, games, you know, maybe, you know, the A&M games against Texas and you know, try to sure. figure out, you know, after the fact. But you've, 
you know, one thing Danny always seems to do is he 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 sees more of them than obviously what all those of us who have a, a cable TV package see. Yeah. You know, yeah. that is He's the out. whole picture. Yeah. I mean, like for example, the, the Avery Bradley. We talked about this. Avery Bradley. You know, a, a top recruit coming into college or, or at some point and somehow you know doesn't get in the right system and and, and he takes him. What do what did we not see in Robert Williams' game? Um, that you saw in some of those other settings, AAU or what have you, as opposed to, you know, what we're familiar with, you know, he, there was, I think they ran a lot of two big sets, right? A&M. So what, well, had, what is it? Tyler Davis. Yeah, Tyler okay. Davis okay. Okay. It was a dysfunctional yeah. team. It was a very okay. dysfunctional team this past year. Okay. They, and that's the hard part. Was Robert Williams a big part of that? I think he was a part of it. And I think, to be honest, it came so quickly for Robert Williams that he kind of stopped working. And, and he never really knew how to work work in the first place. And then you start giving this kid all this attention, telling him he's going to be a lottery pick. Now he comes back to school, which surprised everybody. Because, again, it wasn't like he came from a whole lot. So you thought he'd come back to school, he'd work. But I still think he probably had a little bit of fun, um, maybe too much fun. And, and it caught up with him in college. And, and again, he wasn't the only one at Texas A&M. Trust me. There were other, there were other issues there. DJ Hogue uh, got suspended multiple times. They kicked off their, their point guard, who they thought was going to be the point guard, J.J. Caldwell. He had multiple issues. So it was just a, it was a train wreck for, a, for a, a good amount of the year. And then they kind of put it together at the end. Jeff, that's a fantastic insight, and I just hope that means more upside. I mean, I think the biggest concern probably for everybody on the show is I'm a lot less worried about head case scenario going to this culture than I am about injuries. Injuries is my number one concern. So as long as he passed his physical and he's 100% healthy, I'm gravy. I think I had a great night pick at 27 winds up being a huge potential lottery guy the last two seasons potentially, or at least just outside of the lottery, depending on where you had him. And uh, you got some great insight there and a lot of, a lot of opportunity for him to contribute. And, you know, injuries has been a factor several years in a row now. So certainly he could be called upon, maybe not the same way as Tatum, but his, he could find with a thin front court as the Celtics do have, he could find his way onto the floor this season. So um, I know your phone's probably blowing up. You're getting lots of uh, requests for, for follow-up and maybe other interviews. But, man, thank you for being the headliner tonight, and uh, welcome to the network. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll be talking uh, much more. Take All right, care, excellent. Looking forward to it, Jeff. Have yeah. a great one. I'd like to take a moment to recommend to you a company that I have really, really fallen in love with. That's eLiquid.com. It's summertime. That means it's time to step up your vape game. I enjoy vape while sitting on Boston Harbor thinking about the next podcast guest we may have. Where do I go when it's time for a refill? I browse the largest selection of liquid hardware, replacement coils, and vape accessories and DIY supplies that you'll find anywhere online. That's eLiquid.com. eLiquid makes vape shopping easier than ever. No need to leave the house in search of a specific brand or product anymore. No, just log on to eLiquid.com. The experience is so user-friendly. The customer service is fantastic. Hands down, the best in the industry. And the site stocks, eLiquid stocks 1,800 
liquid, hardware, replacement coils, everything I mentioned, they, they stock 1,800 items, 44,000 in total are stocked at eliquid.com. You're all set, baby. In browsing the site, you will find that you're never, ever, when browsing the site, you are never, ever going to be short of anything. I mean, as a matter of fact, you're going to find items you didn't even know existed. Like I said, 1,800 e-liquids in stock, 44,000 items in stock. So whether you're on your uh, on your computer or a smartphone on the go, it doesn't matter. E-liquid site is so user-friendly. Uh, the shopping experience is one that makes you want to go back over and over and over again. And they are the industry leader with amazing and fast shipping. Most orders ship on the same day if you order by 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, best in-class customer service available to help you Monday through se- Sunday. That's that's seven days a week, guys. So, now that you've heard all about my favorite uh, vape company, eLiquid, we're going to give you a special offer. For 20% off your first purchase, visit E-L-I-Q-U-I-D. Dot com slash garden that's eliquid.com slash garden use the promo code garden at checkout again 20 percent off your first order that's a huge discount one more time for 20 percent off visit eliquid.com slash garden again eliquid.com slash garden use the promo code garden during checkout Jared Weiss, Athletic, uh, renowned journalist Terry Rogier apparently called you right before the pick, and you said you were going to draft a guard. Ended up drafting Bob Williams, and you said that you were looking at the medical stuff. You know, he fell much further than projected. What made you confident that he would be the right pick for you? Well, we thought he was the best player available. Uh, we look at the medical stuff of everybody, and I was obviously joking with Terry about the guard position, but um, I had no idea it was on live whatever live it was. I thought he was FaceTiming me. I had no idea. But anyway, that, that is sort of funny. Um, no, we're, we're, we're excited about Robert. And um, we felt like he was the best player available and think he's a great fit for our team. Uh, how many, I'm Brian Robb, Boston Sports Journal. How much did you get to see Robert over the course of the college season? I know you saw him, I think, in Arizona against Aiden, but were there any other times you saw him live? What did you see in those performances? Um, I think I saw him twice live and a few times last year as well. Um, but our staff saw him a lot more than that. Uh, he's a player that we've, you know, we like coming into this draft process. Um, he's a rim protector and a rebounder and um, a guy that can, you know, play above the rim on both ends of the court. And, you know, we, we don't have much of that. You know, we have a little bit of that, but not, not what he can do. Um, so his abilities to protect the rim and rebound and run the floor, I think, are some of his greatest traits, and we can use those. Uh, Mark James Nesson, he was projected to be a lottery pick last year. Stock fell this year. There's some scouting reports out there about lack of motivation. How much does that concern you? Um, you know, we do our own background checks. We don't really read what everybody else says, but, um, you know, when you say people are projected, you know, like that was before he even went through the draft process. So I never really believed that anyway. Um, I think that the game is changing a little bit, but as far as having skilled bigs, we have skilled bigs and, 
in, uh, in, in our, on our team right now. But Robert, like I said, he brings an element to the game, and he's very young. And I think he still has upside. There's, I think there's parts of his game that have been untapped so far, as young as he is. But um, like I said, he can provide rim protection and rebounding, and um, for sure, we know that. Fred Katz, Mass Live. Uh, you kind of maybe just alluded to it, but I mean, obviously, he's been billed as a rim diving center and, and a shot blocker and all that. Brad, though, talked about how he thinks he can he can be a more versatile guy on the perimeter as a passer and, and a ball handler. How do you scout that and try to project that without him actually seeing him do that in games? Um, we have seen him do that in games. We've seen him handle the ball on the perimeter. We've seen him get rebounds and, you know, push the ball up the court. I mean, there's there's moments in his career where we've seen him make fantastic passes, like just touch passes that are beautiful. Um, so we see the potential in him being a, a guy that plays in Brad's system that does handle the ball some. He uses his bigs a lot to do dribble handoffs out on the perimeter. Adam Jones, Sports Hub. Uh, he was suspended a couple of games uh, to start the year at Texas A&M. Well, you know, I we you never know everything about everybody, unless, obviously, but um, we're comfortable with with who he is, and a lot of the people that we've talked to, his coaches, some teammates. Um, trainers um, we do we check with a lot of people that are familiar with him and everybody likes Robert and uh, I know that he's not perfect but most players aren't and we think he's his upside is um, he's got a great upside so we take we we're, we're very excited to have him I mean like it's I'm not trying to defend the, our reason for drafting him but like that we we find that he's gonna be a good player and we like we, we like what we found on his background checks. Uh, Bob Schron, the citizen. Danny, did you think stepping back and looking at the entire draft, did you think that this was a a talented group, one of the more talented groups that you've seen in the last couple of years? Um, I thought that I thought the draft was good. You know, I mean that. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was bad. I think it was a good draft. Danny, to your left, Mark D'Amico, Celtics.com. When you you look at a player, like you talked about, he can rebound, he can defend the rim right now. A player like that, how how much easier is it for him to fit in on a team that has so much skill already? Yeah, I mean, I think with all young players at whatever position, I think it's easy to play with veteran players that know how to play and uh, a coach that knows what your strengths and weaknesses are and puts you in chances where you can succeed, places where you can succeed. Um, I think that'll help him tremendously. He doesn't have to try to do too much out of the gate. He can do what he does well and, while his game evolves into something more. Danny, Gary Wash from Boston. Gary, hey, good to see you, you before, Danny. Gary. All right. Um, this is the latest you've drafted in, in, a, in a long time. I mean, were you tempted to call? I mean, were you itching when the – you've had the third pick the last couple of years. Were you kind of itching when that – you know, the, the lottery, were you itching to do something because you just you, – you're kind of used to this? What was the early draft like? How close were you to getting something done or moving up? And then once Williams dropped, 
Brad said about the 17th pick, he, you, he kind of felt like he was coming to you. Did you just kind of like take your phone and, you know, take it off the, the, the hook or, what, or you know, turn off your cell phone? What'd you do? No, we're still following the draft in case he doesn't slide all the way to us. We're prepared for to draft other players. Um, you know, leading into the draft, we knew we weren't getting up in the draft. We'd spent the last few weeks and uh, fig- trying to figure out if we could what the cost was to get up to the top of the draft. And we knew going into today that it was very, very unlikely whether if that was going to happen. So we were preparing for the 27th pick in the draft, and we were preparing for opportunities to move up, not all the way to the top of the draft, but somewhere in the middle of the draft. And um, even we were preparing for opportunities if guys that we didn't like were and moving backward in the draft. And that's the same thing we do every year in the draft is uh, we're prepared any way that um, any situation that comes up. Um, from 27? No, just. Um, you know, we talked about it. But you know, we're our roster. We we don't we don't need more young players, really. Um, we feel good about adding one, um, a positional player that has something that we don't have, that does something that we don't have. Yeah. Danny, Mike Petralia, CLNS Media. Uh, the fact that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been as productive as they have been as young players, does that give you any comfort knowing that? You know, Robert can come into this environment both with young, established contributors and veterans like Al, Kyrie, and Gordon and be successful right away. Well, I mean, you know, all us, whenever you draft in guys, you, 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 you draft them with the, that they're not going to take over your franchise. I mean, Jason Tatum was a little bit unique. We brought Jalen Brown along slow. We brought Terry uh, Rozier in the same way. Uh, those guys had opportunities to play as young players, but um, you know they don't have to try to do too much. And so Robert will have opportunities to play, but you know it'll depend on how well he plays, how much he does. And obviously Jason was sort of thrown into the fire last year with the injury to Gordon early on. That, but that wasn't what the initial plan was.